The SEC is coming back this weekend, which for me, I don't know about you, Alex, means college football is officially back. The Big Ten a month away, the Pac-12 coming back. We will get into all that. Also, an exciting week three of the NFL season is right around the corner, coming up in just a couple of days. Let's get into Respect the Midwest, Episode 6, Week 3 Preview of the NFL, and the, and the SEC is back. Did you push yourself to be great today? Did you do it? If you didn't do it, you lost today. We ain't got many days to lose. Lowe is trying to get open, fires away. Ah! It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! Breeze hits it in the air to center. This is Respect the Midwest. Welcome back to Respect the Midwest podcast, Alex. It is time. Don't you, do you, do you hear? You can hear the SEC on CBS Music in your head right now. It's playing over and over today. Here, seeing everyone uh, give their predictions for this weekend, I'm excited. I'm going to put a lot on the line this weekend. I'm going to pick every game I can, especially in the SEC. Alex, how are you feeling? I'm just excited to hear Brad Nestler's voice again. Hmm. I cannot wait. And even though some people hate on Gary Danielson, when you hear his voice, you know it's a big SEC game. The, the, that pan over Bryant Denny Stadium is unlike any other. Absolutely, Bryant Denny Stadium. Actually, I think the. Is that. Ti- what is the 230 game this it's, year? It's that, or this it's that Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, the defending national champion LSU Tigers against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. We'll get into that a little bit later, but let us begin. Week three, the NFL season, and let's just talk. Let's talk about last night. Well, we'll start off with last night. Fitzmagic is back, at least for now. At least for a week, Fitzmagic is back over a horrible Jaguars defense. But it doesn't matter. Fitzmagic is back, and that's that's all we care about. Alex, I know you're a Patriots fan. I know you already beat Fitzmagic. You knew this was going to happen at some point, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Always has one game in September where he reminds you why we call him Fist Magic. Yes, and it was a great performance by him last night. I don't know how many passing yards he had, but I know he had three touchdowns, and every single one of them was impressive, especially the throw to Mike Gusecki in the end zone. I thought it was very nice. Absolutely, and you know, for, and for the Jaguars, it's like. You knew you knew it was going to end at some point. You know the the magical run that Gardner was on. Um, he still ended up throwing for two hundred seventy five yards. Hit the over two sixty two and a half, which I needed. Thank you, Gardner. But it was in garbage time, and I mean that, the Dolphins dominated this game. And I think we were reminded that the Dolphins actually got some players on that roster. So um, very good performance for the Miami Dolphins. They moved to one and two. Both teams are one and two now. Shout out um, to James Robinson again. Another great game. Oh yeah, he also had a fantastic game, especially receiving the ball. I mean, when you know, when you're trailing the whole game, you aren't going to run the ball a lot. But Gardner looked to him, and he had a fantastic game. So if you started him on your fantasy lineup, props to you. Fantastic uh, game for him from a fantasy perspective. Hometown hero, Central let's Illinois. Move. Absolutely, <laughs> Bloomington baby. Uh, let's move to Sunday slate. A ton of games this weekend. Um, 
my overall record picking games this year is 15, 15, and 1. And I guess if you count last night, I had Jaguars minus 3. So I'm 15, 16, and 1. Um, right, I mean, right at 500, looking to get above 500 this week. Alex, the first game we're going to do is Bears-Falcons. Uh, I'm scared. I'm just going to let you start on this game because I'm scared and I really don't want to talk about it. This is a revenge game in some sort because according, I mean, the Falcons are playing 0-2 this week and they are hungry for that win and who better to play than the surprising 2-0 Chicago Bears. I mean, they are probably one of the worst 2-0 teams I've seen this season so far. And since it is in at- I'll second that. And since it is in Atlanta, uh Matt Ryan just Matty Ice is just gonna be stone cold. I mean, he's gonna throw three touchdowns and I have the Falcons winning. This is partially why I didn't want to have the conversation about this game because the Falcons being favored and here's the thing. I told I don't remember if I told you when we were watching on Sunday. You know, I think I said the Falcons are going to be favored in this game, and they are, and I think for good reason. Like you said, the Bears are a horrible two and O team. Um, if you looked at the scores for both games, you would think they were tight battles the whole way. Both games weren't. The Bears came back in the first one after getting drubbed in the first three quarters, and the Giants came back after getting drubbed by the, by the Bears in the first three three quarters. Thank God we held on for the win, but it came down to the last play. This game scares the ever-living daylights out of me. I'm going to take the Bears, um, but this is... Uh, I'm scared. Might take the over 47.5, too. I think both teams are going to have a good offensive day. Um, hopefully we win. I'll take the Bears plus three, but I'm not I'm not confident at all. Rams-Bills. Game of the week. And, yeah, this is definitely the game of the week. It's But, you know, it, it's got stuck at noon on Fox, you know, there's another game later that we'll talk about that gets the, that's going to get all the hype, but this game is a fantastic, I think it's going to be a fantastic game, two teams who are playing very well at the moment, um, now you, you could say, you know, the Bills let, you know, an old Ryan Fitzpatrick put 28 up on them, and obviously putting 28 up on the Bills is different than putting 28 up on the Jaguars, which is why I think the Bills are going to win this game. But it will be super, super close. I guess I'll take them with the minus two, but no part of me would be shocked if the Rams won this game. This is definitely a spot that the Bills let down. If you remember last year, the Bills were like 5-1, and one, and they were playing like the 3-4 and four Eagles, and the Eagles absolutely killed them. This is yeah. another spot like that where I think another good NFC team would come in and beat the Bills at Bills Stadium, but I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I think they hold Jared Goff. Well, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, and I just, I, I like Buffalo this season, like, to not particularly win the AFC East, but to do very well, and I think this is going to be one of their snags in the roads, though. I feel like LA is really hot right now, they've been playing very good football, they've been very confident ever since they beat the Eagles this week, last week. And Buffalo has played the Jets and the Dolphins. I mean, that's not very impressive, but I'm going to pick the Rams in this game. It's it's going to be very a very good game, and I just expect 
a big game from Jared Goff. I mean, this is a prove a prove it game, a sort of. Even though he's already kind of proved himself as a good quarterback, he's get, more of a reminder game, you know. Yeah, I don't hate the Rams pick at all. Um, I just don't want to feel like you know, like again, like I said, this is the kind of game that the Bills would lose to a really good NFC team, but. I think the Bills will eventually pull out the win. I'll, I'll take them with the minus two. Next game, the Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns, two teams who have had, had basically mirror weeks so far. Week one, Washington comes out with a surprising victory. It looks good, especially on defense. And the Browns come out week two. Their offense looks good after having a crappy week one. And then, you know, Washington ran into the Cardinals last week, which we'll get into them later. They look unstoppable right now. And, again, I don't know what to do in this game because – you know, if if an alien landed on planet Earth and saw the way that the Browns played last Thursday, they would probably take the Browns to the seven and, you know, without any prior knowledge of just the fact that the Browns are the Browns. <sighs> this is tough. Really, really tough. Um, I will take Cleveland with the seven here. Um, as much as I want to take the Washington football team, I don't have the heart to. As much as I love Ohio State NFL edition, um, I'm going to take Cleveland with a 7. The Browns were disappointing in Week 1, but you have to remember who they were playing. They were playing the, the most complete football team in all of the league in Baltimore. And the Browns do have the more way more talent than the Reds, uh, Sorry, the football team does. And... I if I just I think the Browns will win this week. Baker is going to tear up that secondary. Kevin Stefanski is finally getting into the rhythm of what he wants to call in Cleveland, and especially the two-headed monster of Hunt and uh, Chubb, because that's the way you neutralize a pass rush: is you run the ball. So, right. I will take Cleveland by. 10 points. Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick. Is is Again, as as high as we are, we're on this Washington team, Washington team after week one. I think they're maybe a year or two away from maybe contending for something. And truthfully, I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is the guy. It, it's I've kind of gone back and forth with that. I, I need to see some more on him before I'm even close to being uh, convinced that he can lead this team to a solid season. Yeah. Titans-Vikings for the next game. I'm just going to keep this one short and sweet. I am not taking the Vikings until they give me a reason to. I've taken them in weeks one and two. Of course, this this will this will probably be the week where they actually show up to play against Tennessee, but give, give me the Titans in this game. Give me Derrick Henry to run for like 150 yards. I do not believe in the Vikings. Uh, I, I believe Anthony Barr is out for the week. Um and they're, again, their secondary has been torn up. Give me A.J. Brown to have a huge game. Give me Derrick Henry to have a huge game. Give me the Titans big. Uh, I wouldn't take them big. I feel like this might be a week that Kirk Cousins may bounce back. He won't throw three interceptions and have a 42% completion percentage. But I like the Titans to pull it out in the end. Raiders-Patriots, Alex, this game is close to your heart. Patriots coming off a fantastic game last weekend. Um, there's no, I mean, nothing, again, nothing to hang your hat on, or nothing to hang your head on. Uh, you can hang your hat, but don't hang your head. head. Um, Raiders 2-0 coming off that win against the Saints. I think this is a perfect letdown spot for the Raiders. 
Pats favored by five and a half. I love the Pats in this game. Everyone's hopping on the Raiders. They might keep it a little. They might keep it close. This might end up being like a 31-24 game. I don't think the Raiders are going to get crushed, but g- give me the Pats. I'm pretty confident the Patriots are going to win this game, and I like the five and a half too. I like the Patriots in this game too. I mean, the Raiders have played very well these past couple weeks, especially beating the Saints on Monday Night Football. And but that was a Michael Thomas less um, team, and. I don't trust the secondary for the Raiders at all, or even any part of their defense. It's their offense that carries them. I mean, it was the same way with the Patriots last week, but I'm, I'm on the super ham, super cam hype train. I mean, it's nice to have a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field and not worried about it being intercepted. And have a quarterback that can actually move. This is like a whole new nirvana for me. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, uh, even without James White, and I really want to see Josh Uche play, but they just downgraded him to out for this week. Give me, give me New England. I mean, I, I, I want to see more out of the rookie tight ends. I mean, Devin Asiasi, they drafted him for a reason. He hasn't have a, had a catch yet. And we'll get Dalton Keene back this week, but I just want to see more out of them. But give me the Pats. Next game, 49ers-Giants. And Alex, I'm calling this my upset of the week. Give me the Giants to at least cover the 3.5, and and they might actually win this game. With the way that the 49ers have been getting hurt in this past week, I just... It sucks, man. I, I, you know, Jimmy G goes down. Raheem Mostert goes down. Uh, Nick Bosa goes down. Uh, Solomon Thomas goes down. The Niners are hurting right now. And I think, that, you know, the, the Giants are a team, I think, you know, with Nick Bosa being gone, that pass rush is going to be a lot weaker. Give me the Giants in this game. This is my, again, this is my upset of the week. Um, I think Daniel Jones will have a good game. Uh, Darius Slayton will come back. He'll have a lot of catches. No Sterling Shepard. I don't think that will be too big of an issue. And no Saquon either. But give me the Giants in this game. I think they, they'll have a good plan of attack against the Snyder's team. Ah, uh, man. I really don't want to take the Giants. I do not like the Giants, as you know. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i a huge Jimmy G fan. But, like, is he out this week? I think he is. If he's out this week, then give me the Giants. I mean, yeah, he that that defense for the Niners is still nasty, but I mean, Daniel Jones will win in a close game. Give me the Giants. Yeah, officially four hours ago, they were ESPN reported that Nick Mullins will start. So yeah, Southern Miss product can't do it. The next game we have here, the Bengals and Eagles. And, Alex, I'm going to do it again. Another upset. I'm taking the Bengals to beat the Eagles. Uh, Eagles plus five and a half. Eagles, just like the Vikings, they have given me less than no reason to believe in them. They made that game closer with the Rams last week after after recovering a fumble there in early third quarter. And then the Rams dominated the rest of that game. Uh, give me the Bengals and... They might they might beat them by a lot. I mean, this is this might be bad for the Eagles. 
Again, this might be, you know, I will not be shocked, though, if this is the game where the Eagles finally kind of get a few things right. Um, I think Miles Sanders will probably have a good game, but I, I like the Bengals in this one. Maybe not to win. I might backtrack on that a little bit, but maybe to at least cover that five. I'm going to go the complete opposite right of you. I think this is a game that we finally see that Joe Burrow is still a rookie. Yeah, he put up great numbers last week, but he's playing an experienced team. You know what I mean? Doug Peterson is an experienced coach. This is an experienced defense. They're getting key pieces back, and I feel like the Eagles are going to pull it out. I think it's going to be a good game, but give me the Eagles and Joe Burrow throwing like two interceptions. The next game we have is the Texans and Steelers. Alex, I've got one thing to say. I'm going to do it again. Give me the Texans to beat the Steelers, and let me tell you why. I don't know if, if you – I didn't realize this until looking back, uh, like on Monday, at the recap of the Sunday games, but because we were watching a different game, the Broncos had fourth and goal – with a chance to take the lead and beat the Steelers, Jeff Driscoll, Alex, Jeff Driscoll, had a chance to come back and beat the Steelers in that game. Second best quarterback. That told me everything I need to know. This Steelers team is clearly not, they're not there yet. This might be the game where, you know, poor Texans, again, with this horrible schedule to start the year. The Texans might, they might win this game. I'm taking the Texans with a plus four. I, it, it seems, it's, it seems radical, but I, I like Houston. I like Pittsburgh. I mean, I love T.J. Watt, and he's leading the NFL in sacks right now. My bold prediction at the beginning of the season is coming all together perfectly, and I think the Texans aren't anything special. I mean, ever since they lost D-Hop, Deshaun Watson is this team, and I don't think he has the key pieces around him to be able to keep up with Ben Roethlisberger this week. So I'm going to take the Steelers. This game we have is the Jets and Colts. And Alex, I'm not going to do it again. No, I'm not. No, no, no. The Jets are horrible. Colts favored by 11.5. Give me the Colts all the way. I don't think I need to say any much more. The Jets just suck. The resurgence of Le'Veon. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, Yeah, give me the Colts, big. I mean, the, the Jets are just pitiful, and I just tank for Trevor, man. Just just do it. The next game we have is the Panthers and Chargers. Uh, unfortunately for the Panthers, no Christian McCaffrey. Chargers favored by 6.5. Chargers looking like Justin Herbert. Had a great game last week against the Chiefs, all things considered. And I like them to go again. Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly looking to be a really nice one-two punch in that backfield there. Maybe the Chargers will be better than we thought they were. Um, than we thought they were. Um, so yeah, g- give me the give me the Chargers over the Panthers. Um, I don't know. You know the Chargers will be playing like a regular home game. No Chargers fans. There won't be any Panthers fans either, unfortunately. So just like last week, the Chargers will feel right at home, and they will take care of business in this game. My upset of the week. I'm going to pick the Panthers this week. I know they don't have Christian McCaffrey, but I uh, I just feel like Teddy Bridgewater is going to pull something out of his butt this week. And 
going to show why they paid him that much money, three years, $65 million. I mean, it's nothing compared to Patrick Mahomes, but give me DJ Moore having a big game. I mean, I don't know who's starting at running back for the Panthers this week. But we'll we'll have to see how he does. Let me pull it up here real quick. And I I think it's hold on Mike Davis. Yes, I saw that actually. Mike Davis is starting for the Panthers this week. Carolina product. I don't think that'll end up mattering. Mike Davis was like the fourth string of the Bears last year, so. And they could have used him, but uh, no, you had to go with Montgomery. Yeah, well, I mean, if I don't know if you've watched any Bears games this year, but David Montgomery looks pretty good so far. All right, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Bucks, uh, Bucks, Broncos. Tom Brady in his third game in a Bucks uniform had a bounce back last week against the Panthers. Again, the pan, but the Panthers kind of stink, so. We'll find out here in the next few weeks if they are for real, if Tom Brady has improved since that week one blunder against the Saints. Give me the Bucks in this game. I think this is a perfect spot for them. I know everyone's going to pick it, be picking the Broncos because of the way they finished out last week against the Steelers, but um, I like the Bucks to put Jeff Driscoll back in his place and keep, keep the Broncos from making any sort of push. Tom Brady has not played well at Denver in his career. Let's just get straight to that. I mean, I know he was with the Patriots and it was in high-stakes games, but he has not played well there. And I will pick the Buccaneers, but in a close game. I feel like Blake Bortles is going to show us something this week. If Is Bortles starting or Jeff I, 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 starting? I think Driscoll's starting. I was just... Oh, okay, okay. But I've, I like... I like the Bucks to win a close game this week. All right, Lions and the Cardinals. Cardinals favored five and a half in this game. Remember last year, this game went to overtime. Lions blew a lead, and they ended up tying. This is not last year, and the Cardinals, this game will not go to overtime. won't be close to going to overtime. The Lions might go out to like a, a 7 nothing lead, 10 nothing. It won't matter. Cardinals big in this one. My lock of the week, Kyler Murray, just torching this defense. I mean, watching him last week on those touchdown runs, it he's just it's amazing to watch. You could argue that he's a top ten quarterback now in the league in his second year. And I I mean I mean right now I might say top. Um, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. But, I mean, he's close to top five. Watch for Jeff Okuda to just get torched this week by DeAndre Hopkins. That's not fair. Come on. The final couple of games here, the primetime game, uh, for, unfortunately. I don't know how good of a game this is going to be. Cowboys-Seahawks. Cowboys coming off that amazing comeback victory over the Falcons. I don't think that means anything. They're going to be riding the high of that. Seahawks are going to blow... The doors off of the Cowboys. They'll cover the five easily. Um, the Cowboys, though, I will say, if if there's any chance the Cowboys have, they, they they probably will be able to score on the Seahawks defense, which it which has been questionable so far. They don't really have that good of a pass rush. Um, the DBs are good. If it, like like Jamal Adams has been their best pass rusher so far this year, so I would take that into account a little bit. Um, I, I mean that's I mean that's saying a lot because I mean Jamal Adams is good freaking good player. Um, amazing player, but 
give me the Seahawks. Cowboys might score some points, um, maybe for a late cover, but I give me the Seahawks. They're the better team. Yeah, give me the Seahawks. I I probably won't pick anyone else who they play this year because after what they did to my Patriots, mad respect for them. Russ is going to cook that secondary, and because if he can cook the Patriots secondary for five touchdowns, then he can throw ten against that secondary in Dallas. So, give me Seahawks by 17 points. Packers-Saints in this game. I love the Saints here, mostly just because I, I mean, I have one question overall in this game. Who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw to with without Devontae Adams? I don't know if he'll be able to throw to anyone. So, give me the Saints in this one. I think the Saints as well will be able to move, move the ball up and down the field. Um, I mean, they, you know, coming off the loss to, to the Raiders last week, you know, Drew Brees is kind of starting to show his age earlier in the season um, than he has in the last couple of years. So I'd be a little concerned about that if I was a Saints fan. Um, if the Packers win, I mean, this might end up being a really low-scoring game, especially if the Packers win. The over-under is 52.5. I'm going way. I would probably go under on that. Um, but give me the Saints. I'd also take the Saints this week and because Aaron Rodgers' best target is probably to throw it off the back of a lineman's head and catch it himself and start running. And uh, I, I think this week we should the Saints should experiment this, this week and put Taysom Hill at quarterback more just to see what he can do. I mean, I feel like this is a week to do it with the depleted Packers offense. I mean, it's going to be a low-scoring game and put Drew Brees in when needed. But, I mean, it's bold to say, but, like, I want to see Taysom Hill play. It might be Jameis time. Famous Jameis. Might be time for Jameis Winston, just saying. Last game of the week, some some could argue these are the two best teams in the league this year. They certainly have been over the past year, uh, You know, going back to 2019. Chiefs head to Baltimore to take the Ravens, and I've been thinking this ever since I saw that this game was, that was happening You know, on Sunday night and heading, looking, doing a little early look ahead to week three. I like the Ravens in this game. Like I've been saying, they just look like they're on, they're not playing the same game. They're playing chess, and everyone else is playing checkers. I think that's a cliche, and I would love to use that. Used to love love to use that example here. Give me the Ravens. They they might win this game by double digits, maybe by ten, uh, ten to two touchdowns, something like that. But I, I like the Ravens, and I'm pretty confident in saying that here. This game is giving me reminiscent vibes of the Rams Chiefs game back in 2018. It's going to be a shootout. And I I want to pick the Chiefs, but the Ravens, man. I mean, the Ravens are the best regular season team in the NFL. But I remember that I said regular season, not postseason. So, yeah, give me the Ravens. This is going to be my new favorite segment of the week. College football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly just because the SEC is back. I know everyone's going to be like, well, aren't the Big 12 and ACC real conferences? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, but 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 come on. The SEC is different. The Big 10, they're just different. I'm going to start watching college football this weekend. I haven't been watching a whole lot, um, which is typically very lively. That's definitely not like me. I've always said college football is my favorite sport to watch. So um, I'm back, though. The SEC is back. The Big 10 is back in under a month now. Let's get into it. Cue the music. I'm going to have some... 
the SEC and CBS music right here. Let's get into it. The week of football is here. Let's go over the slate this weekend. Alex, your Oklahoma Sooners taking on Kansas State. Uh, give me, I like Oklahoma. I think this game is going to be like there's going to be like 80 points. Alex, this is a revenge game for Oklahoma as well after losing to Kansas State last year. Um, do you think that will be a part in how they play in this game, or do you think e even without the revenge factor, they're going to blow them out regardless? Oh, the revenge factor is just going to make it even worse for Kansas State. I mean, Skylar Thompson's not going to be able to do anything. I mean, Spencer Rattler. I watched this guy on QB1. He was amazing on that. I, I watched him a little bit last year, and he is... I think he's the be he's a better passer than Jalen Hurts. And he rivals the passing of Kyler Murray, I feel like. He's just not as elusive. He's more of a pocket passer. And that kid's got an arm. Oh, he has oh, an arm. Oh, oh yeah. So give me Oklahoma. I know they're favored by twenty eight, but oh we'll give him thirty five. A packed slate this weekend of SEC and Big Twelve football. Florida Ole Miss, Kentucky Auburn, dude, I'm just like, I'm getting chills just saying these out loud. Mississippi State, LSU, the 230 game, that's going to be fantastic. Texas, Texas Tech, if Ohio State wasn't going to come back and play this year, Texas would have been my team, mostly just because I have a Texas shirt, that's really the only reason. Underrated game this weekend is Army and Cincinnati, two teams I think could be vying for that New Year's Six Bowl um, for the group of five conference teams. Georgia, Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri. Yeah, like you were telling me earlier, Georgia and Alabama got Arkansas and Missouri opening weekend. Like, come on. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm, this slate is fantastic. Florida State, Miami, Tennessee, South Carolina. It is just good to see this again, Alex. I'm really excited for a Saturday of football. My lock of the week in college football this week is going to be Tennessee will crush South Carolina because Tennessee is going to be a lot better this year. They might be a top 15 team. South Carolina sucks. My upset of the week is going to be, let me think about this one, hold on, Louisville over Pitt. I know Louisville just lost to Miami. Alex, you and I watched that game last week a little bit. I like the Cardinals to bounce back against Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh stinks. They don't have an offense. Their defense is good, but I think Louisville has enough athletes to out-athlete Pittsburgh. So give me Louisville big in that one. You have any comments you want to make this weekend, Alex? My lock of the week, Baylor over Kansas. I know it's a very basic one, but I liked what I saw out of Baylor last year, even when they were up 28-3 on Oklahoma. That Charlie Brewer is their quarterback, I imagine, I think. And he's a very talented guy. And Les Miles, just he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, I don't know how many Patriots and Oklahoma fans there are like yourself, but you've overcome two 28-3 victories. Um as or two twenty three deficits and to come back for the victory. So hats off to you, man. That that must be fantastic. And my upset of the week. Wake Forest over Notre Dame. Well, if they were playing <laughs> yeah, exactly because it's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh yeah. Wake for Notre Dame will not beat Wake Forest this weekend. That is a fact. No, uh I'd say my upset of the week I want to see Mike Leach beat Ed Orgeron in Death Valley. 
I would love to, I love both of these coaches. The SEC coach personalities are just getting better and better. Coach O versus Mike Leach, that is just fantastic. I'm definitely going to tune into this. There's, I am clearing my schedule at 2.30, turning into this Mississippi State LSU game. I cannot wait. Neely 0318 will be <laughs> – the SEC music will be vibing. <laughs> Absolutely. That will wrap up our week three preview of the NFL and our college football look ahead. Pac-12 came back, by the way. We haven't mentioned that. Um, it seemed like they kind of just came back out of obligation. I don't really know how much they really care about playing this year because, you know, Stale California is all kind of messed up. But I'm glad that football is back. College football is slowly but surely getting back into full swing. Again, we're under a month away. I'm excited. You got any last words for the people at home, Alex? Uh, happy that college football is back. Happy, really excited to listen to the NCAAF on uh, CBS theme music this week. And as always, go Patriots. <laughs>